The Hawaii Sports Radio Network, in conjunction with Scoring Live, bring you OIA Sports On Demand, brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. The roots and traditions remain alive with another season of high school athletics. It's the OIA Game of the Week. Tonight, all roads have led to this moment in time where an OIA girls basketball champion will be crowned. With safe berths already cemented, tonight's about achieving season-long goals and getting to add the coveted OIA championship banner to your gymnasium. The Hawaii Sports Radio Network proudly presents OIA Athletics on 95.1 F FM and AM760. Brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. And DSE Hawaii. Providing customer value. And now, let's go to the campus of Pearl City High School. Here's play-by-play announcer Kyle Galdera. Aloha and welcome to Pearl City High School. We're here live tonight for a championship double dip on a Wednesday. Kyle Galdera and Michael Lascaro bringing you exclusive coverage of OAA Girls Basketball. And, Michael, what a great matchup to start our night off with. Two OIA D2 East teams scoring off for the hardware tonight. Yeah, these teams know well, know each other well. They're rivals, you know, playing in that little kind of central part of the OIA East. You know, it's not, it's not an actual classification, but, you know, you could go from King Street to King Street with these two teams. Um, th- when these two teams played back earlier in the season, it went to overtime. So they're very tightly contested, and we should see some fireworks tonight. Speaking of fireworks, we got Paul Honda in the house. We got the Spectrum OC16 crew in the house. But most importantly, we have the HSRN crew ready to go. I mentioned both games tonight. Stay tuned after this one because we're going to have probably the biggest matchup of the OIA season. It's going to come in the championship game as Kohuku squares off against Campbell. So a lot of fireworks expected here at Pearl City tonight. Yeah, for sure. Kohuku and Campbell, they're both undefeated. And this is the matchup that we've been waiting for all season. I know Campbell made it a little bit interesting on Monday night with Monolua, but that was just a Monolua squad that was ready to avenge their loss in last year's Division One title game. And Monolua had their chances, but they just kind of threw it away at the end. But Campbell, with the heart of a champion, they came up with some clutch steals, some clutch defense, and some clutch baskets to punch their ticket into the championship game. Both teams are getting their final warm-up shots in a couple minutes from tip-off, and we'll be right back with the opening tip. It's McKinley versus Farrington right here from Pearl City High School for the OIA D2 Girls Basketball Championship right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You're listening to OIA Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760, brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Welcome back to Pearl City High School. We have the OIA D2 Girls Basketball Championship coming up in just a couple of minutes. The referees are having their pregame meetings with the coaches, getting ready to go. And as we get ready, Michael Michael Lascaro joining me, Kyle Galdera, for what we expect to be kind of a grinded-out type of game. A lot of high energy for both of these teams. We've actually seen Farrington play earlier this season, and it, it just seems like we should have an exciting matchup tonight with similar styles yeah so when they first played back on january 6 Farrington was actually up 11 to 1 after the first quarter but you know they made adjustments Farrington got into some foul trouble i believe their leading scorers for that game uh, wasn't actually their, their usual suspects with shania kabato machado and machado my bad and um hunter garcia so 
for this game, it's going to come down to who can limit the turnovers. Talking to Coach Donald Kamaya in the pregame, he wants it to be, if it, had a, if, he, if it was his way, this would be an up and down court game. He doesn't really want the game to go into the half court sets because they're not really that good at executing that. So if they can get up and down the floor, limit the turnovers, but also take advantage off the misses or a Franklin turnover, then that game favors McKinley. And that's how he's able to rally in the last matchup. And just looking at the, the players on the court, Michael, you can see an obvious size differential with Farrington being the taller, bigger team and McKinley being the smaller, presumably faster team. And I bring that up because as we look ahead again to the deep one championship later tonight, Kohuku has the size, and Campbell kind of brings that scrappy speed mentality to their game. So we should see a nice, not carbon copy, but at least similar styles in both of these matchups tonight. Yeah, Campbell did have a has a big Tehani doctor that transferred from Leila Hua, but she kind of got into foul trouble and fought out the game last game against Moana Lua, and that I think honestly allowed Campbell to play more of their style, which is to run the ball and run the floor to 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 um, put some pressure on Moana Lua. And we are ready for tip off, and I'm going to mention this a few times throughout the broadcast. We are delayed because of the Spectrum broadcast, and you, you might be thinking, oh, we, we're ready to go at 5:30. Well, we are expected to go at 5.37. Now we're going to go a little later. So the good thing is we are here and ready, and you can hear the crowd already here supporting. And I would say, Michael, looking across the way and even next to us here, it's a majority Farrington crowd. So we'll see how that plays out today in, in what is supposed to be a neutral site. But we mentioned also in this, we're going to call it the Battle of King Street, right? Both of these teams connected by that main artery, you know, the teams feed off that energy, and if they can bring it to this neutral site, that could play an advantage yeah, for Frankton tonight. And that first game was played at McKinley, so you didn't have the Frankton contingency able to travel, and that game must have also been might have also been during spring break here with Frankton. We got Frankton here with the crowd. Uh, we got flags waving, signs waving. We got Frankton, uh, big mega fan Joy Tomas there, the white with the big the big flag. You know, so McKinley, if they can. You know, get get into this game. That should uh, that should help them out. For Farrington, Coach Caroline Tukuku told me that, hey, play the game, don't play to the crowd. But if we're able to feed off the crowd, then use it to your advantage. And looking at our starting lineups here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network as we get ready for McKinley versus Farrington. For the Tigers, Avaya Walthall. She's averaging 6.4 points a game. She'll be playing guard, wearing number zero. Number one, Haley Hosino will join her as well. Anjali Velasco, another guard, wearing number two tonight. Grace Pham, a post player, wearing number five. And number 55, Kaylee Riviero, averaging 10.6 points per game and actually leading the starters with 66.7% from the free throw line. Normally, Michael, you would think that the guards would be leading the way, but it's nice to see a big coming through in the clutch with those free throws. Yeah, so there's actually a number of st starters on this team that's played a long time here. Haley Hostino, number one for McKinley, actually scored 19 points in that first game against Farrington. Uh, Coach Kamai calls her probably the biggest scorer, but you mentioned Kylie Ribarillo. He called her probably having the biggest presence on this team. So look for her with her size and her skill set down low in the post to kind of neutralize Farrington's advantage in that aspect. And looking on the other side, we mentioned Farrington, Hunter Garcia, 7.7 .7 points a game. She's wearing number one from the guard position. 
C.C. Chafin, another guard, a senior, wearing number two tonight. Cameron Felipe, a junior guard, wearing number four. Shania Cabato Machado, she is a senior forward. A very veteran-laden team rounded out in the starting lineup by sophomore post player, number 24, Genesee Tomas Falmui. So we'll see, Michael, if that kind of juxtaposition of veterans with the younger post player has any effect tonight. Yeah, and starting to start this game, we have Frankton already on the floor after the starting lineups. We have McKinley with a little pregame meeting. I think Coach Donald Kamai sees the size of the Franklin crowd and wants to calm these girls down, make them not, you know, just worry about what's on the hardwood floor, not what's in the bleachers, what's in the stands, and just focus on playing their game. And the third team tonight is our referees, Gabe Harris, the lead referee in his third OIA championship game, Star Rivera, and Steve Piercy rounding out the referee crew. The opening tip is up, controlled by Farrington. Governor's going from right to left on your broadcast device. And Farrington wearing their all-white uniforms and maroon trim. McKinley in their all-black with gold trim tonight. Farrington trying to feel out the McKinley defense. A nice pump fake there by Kabato Machado. And the feed down low is no good. It's going to be bobbled around, picked up by McKinley going the other way. Yeah, a little bit too deep into the paint there by Tomas Famui. You know, if she was just a little bit few feet out, that ball wouldn't have hit the rim and probably would have hit the backboard and into the bucket. Ava Waltall with it, whipping it around the horn in the corner. Haley Hosina with a three-point shot, no good. Nice rebound there down low, Hunter Garcia. She takes it up between the circles. Over to Kabato Machado, fakes another three. Nice give and go into the post. It's a shot taken by CC Chafin, no good. And on the offensive rebound, I believe we're going to have a shooting foul. So Farrington is going to have our first shot at points tonight. Just about a minute gone here in the first quarter. Yeah, not a good defensive possession there by McKinley. The, uh, Schaefer was able to get into the, the, the paint right in the middle to get a little floater. And then they get, McKinley gives up two offensive rebounds, which leads to some free throws for Kabato Machado. And she misses her first free throw. We're still scoreless. 7.07 left in the first. And I have to mention that there is the shot clock in play. This season it was introduced as the second free throws up and good. Farrington leading McKinley one to nothing. And Michael, that may play a role later in the game because the winning the team ahead can't just play stall ball anymore. You have to continue to play basketball as McKinley turns it over, stepping out of bounds. And again, we'll see as a team begins to build a lead perhaps if that affects their ability to close out the game knowing that they're still going to have to play basketball. Yeah, so for McKinley, Coach Kamai is kind of a little hesitant about them in the half-court set. So if they have to be able to put up a shot late in the shot clock, that doesn't bowl well for them. Garcia with it, now kicks it to Kabato Machado. She takes the three from the top of the key, no good. Rebounded by Waltall, running, sprinting down the left side. She's going to take it herself, puts up the layup, no good. But she will be fouled and will shoot two free throws of her own. That is McKinley's game plan. Get the miss, run down the floor, get an easy basket, look for easy opportunities. She could have passed it back there for a reverie training, but she's able to get to the line and has an opportunity to take the lead or tie the game for McKinley. And you make a good point there, Michael, is in that McKinley, their game plan is to use the transition attack to their benefit. They're a little smaller than Farrington, so one way to counter that, as the first free throws up by Walthall off the back iron, no good, is to sprint ahead of the bigger players because you don't have to go through the tall trees in the paint. Yeah, and then, you know, we have Franklin fans to the side of us. I can feel them pounding the pounding the, the bleachers, so let's see if she can tie this game right here. Second free throw does indeed tie the game at one. 
6.35 remaining in the first quarter here. The D2 championship game from Pearl City High School. Farrington with it in the lane, spinning and running. Taking the layup is Garcia. No good, but she will be fouled. So a nice job early on by Farrington, drawing two quick fouls against McKinley. Their way to the charity strike. Yeah, that foul was, on, I believe, was on Tiny River Real at that time. I thought it was kind of a late whistle. It was a foul, but it was kind of a late whistle. I thought she was going to get away with one. But, boy, this game hopefully doesn't come down to a free throw battle. And the good news for Farrington is they've made two free throws, and they lead 2-1 to one as that first shot is up and good by Garcia. The junior guard wearing number one. She makes her second free throw, 3-1 to one now. The Farrington lead early on. We'll see what McKinley draws up here. Farrington in there, 2-3 zone defense. Arms stretched wide, trying to guard any pukas on the court. Walthall dribbling, passing it off now to Pham. Pham in the corner, trapped, kicks it on loan to Riviero. And back up top to Walthall, holding the ball down to 15 seconds on the shot clock. Two minutes gone here in the first quarter. Walthall now tries to make her way through that stingy zone defense, passes it off. And her teammate takes a three. That's Haley Hosino, no good. Rebounded by Farrington. Yeah, not a good position there by McKinley. And I can definitely see why Coach Donald Kamai does not want him to be in the half court. Too much holding the ball. Not enough ball movement there. Beautiful job on the give and go by Gabato Machado getting it back. However, she misses the layup, so it'll be McKinley ball quickly the other way. Walthall whips it in with the right hand. Back down to Riviero up top. Now almost stolen away, but corralled by Pham. Pham pulls it out over to Walthall on the left side. Walthall calls for a screen, gets it from Riviero. Now a three-pointer from deep by Hosino, no good. Nice rebound down low by Kaylee. She puts it up. She's going to be fouled and will go to the line to shoot two. Yeah, good job there by Riviero to get the offensive rebound on that air ball that, that, just, didn't hit the, that just didn't hit the rim. But, you know, early on, it seems like both teams are kind of struggling to find the bottom of the net. Last time Franklin was in the Division II title game was a one month before the COVID pandemic. And in that game, they held their opponent Campbell to 12.5% shooting. So we might be in a, in a low shoot night tonight for both teams. So second free throw after the first one is made by Reverio. That one is up and good. So we're tied at three. 5.20 to play in the first quarter between McKinley and Farrington. Bringing it up is Cameron Felipe now for the Governors. Passes into the corner to a wide open CC Chafin. She dribbles to the top of the key now between the circles. Kicks it over to Kabatsu Machado on the right side. All the way across on the skip pass. It's collected by Garcia. Now back into the open corner by Felipe. Her shot no good, but rebounded on the offensive side by Farrington. Dribbling now Machado. Pardon me, Kabato Machado, her runner is no good. And she kind of yells to herself, come on, as McKinley comes the other way. We're still tied at three. McKinley moving quickly on the offensive end. Reverio puts that one up and no good. Rebounded by Kabato Machado. Oh, and a nice job drawing the foul there as Shania is so lengthy with her legs and arms that she can really make up a lot of ground. She's not really running that fast, but she covers a lot of ground with those big strides. Yeah. You know, I, to start the game, she was actually kind of trailing as a trailing guard where Felipe took point guard duty. So, you know, she's got to use her length and size to get some offense going for Farrington. Garcia dribbling up top. 4.25 left to go in the first quarter. Farrington with control on offense. Kobato Machado up top. 
Holding the ball above her head with two hands. Now skip pass to Garcia in the corner. She's guarding, pardon me, guarded by the McKinley zone defense and finally takes a three. No good off the back iron. Taken by Walthall. She's sprinting ahead, trying to go coast to coast. She does, and her shot is no good. We're still tied at three halfway through this first quarter. Nice job rebounding by Felipe there. Yeah, that was the that was a gimme. They needed that basket there. Another three-point shot taken by Farrington. No good. That was in the corner by Chapin and collected by the Tigers. Quickly the other way, Hosino. She'll go up with the layup. Her right-handed scoop shot is no good, but she'll be fouled. And when we come back from this timeout on the court, we'll have two free throws for McKinley. You're listening to the OA Girls Basketball D2 Championship game right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash bone and joint centers. Welcome back to Pearl City High School. It's a low-scoring affair so far. Kyle Galdera and Michael Lascaro bringing you the OIA Girls D2 Championship game here on a Wednesday, Pauhana evening. And, Michael, this is kind of what we expected, right? A, a grinded-out type of game. No made field goals yet, but each team converting three free throws apiece. Yeah, I kind of said it at the start of the game. This might be a free throw battle, and it is a free throw battle. Fortunately for us, we're on radio and we're not television, so we, we, we can kind of um, make this free throws a bit more exciting on, on for those that are tuning in. But with that being said, I think at this point, the team that crashes the boards, that gets offensive rebounds, and gets shot opportunities closer to the basket, that will lead to more free throws. And if that's the way this game is going to be played, that's what teams have to be doing. And Hosino getting ready to take two free throws. And as she does that, we want to remind you that Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. First free throw up and no good. So as you said, Michael, we'll see if this becomes a free throw battle and if that's the case, as the second free throw is no good by Hosino, who will make the most free throws and ultimately win this game. Good news for McKinley to get the offensive board. They're going to run another set going down low to Riviero. She puts it up and no good. Rebound by Kabato Machado. Good job there. Picking it up, now running the floor. Into the corner it goes. Felipe with the three. No good. It was blocked and picked up by McKinley. Really good defense shown by both teams so far. 3.15 remaining in the first quarter. Walthall with it. Now into the corner. A three-pointer taken by McKinley. No good. And there's Kabato Machado again with the skying rebound. Yeah, a lot of quick shots here by both squads on those back-to-back -back possessions. They need to get offensive rebounds. They need to get inside to get a much easier opportunity. And speaking of that, a nice no-look pass from Garcia down low to Cabato Machado. And even though she misses the shot, it's because she got hacked. And she'll go to the line to shoot too. And, Michael, i got to keep an eye on it. That's now four fouls committed by McKinley already here in the first quarter. Yeah, and that time... Great backdoor cut there by Kabato Machado. But I want to give credit to number 30 for Farrington, Olsen Silva, 
for pulling Reverio away from the paint so that she can get an opportunity inside. Okay, the first free throw is up and good. Four to three. The Farrington lead, 2.56 left to go in the first quarter. Second free throw is up and good. That's a good sign for the Governors if they can continue to make the free throws because I have a feeling they're going to try to get that contact and get some free shots out of it. Governors, to press now, yeah. Governors using a full court press and draw the steal. Felipe with it and her pass is almost stolen away. Fortunately for the Govs, they'll keep the ball on the deflection. Interesting there um, for Franklin to bring out the press. You know, usually teams don't go, um, will, will do it after a timeout, but they did it after two made free throws. I think they feel like they have the advantage here. And part of that strategy, too, is knowing that how fast McKinley is as the outlet pass goes to Garcia, then kicked out the CC. You want to slow down that fast offense, and it worked there, not only stopping them, but getting the steal. Speaking of steals, Walthall picks off a pass, runs the other way. Oh, she looked to travel there. No call. Ball makes its way around the horn. There's Olsino with the three, and that missed travel call ends up biting Farrington because the three-pointer puts McKinley up for the first time tonight, 6-5. to five. Yeah, Hosino is definitely the player that Franklin has to watch out for. She scored 19 points in the last minute between the two teams. Nice pump fake there by Garcia, but her shot is no good. Rebounded by Farrington. Putback is no good. And the third bite of the apple as the substitute, Genesis Olsen Silva. Pardon me, that was Genesee Tomas Famui who came back in. Her third shot is no good. And then going the other way, McKinley is going to draw the foul. So a lot of action there. No points, but definitely exciting this crowd here at Pearl City High School. Yeah, that, that, that three-pointer there by Hosino is really big for them and the crowd. Um, they're playing in front of the Farrington fans right now on that side. So for McKinley to get that open transition bucket, that both well for their confidence. McKinley with a 6-5 lead and the ball. A minute 45 left to go in the first quarter. Walthall with it, dribbling, trapped in the corner, now pulls it out over to Pham. Pham down low to Riviero, and her shot is no good, but another foul. She's going to go to the line to shoot, too. A nice job there by the post player, the senior, drawing the contact. Yeah, I like what she was. She was actually trying to post up her defender, and she made a little spin move inside. She's got some post moves. Kylie Reverio, that is. And we have a perspiration situation as referee Star Rivera in her sixth year officiating her fourth OIA championship game. So that goes to show her rise through the referee rank. She mopped up the sweat there and we're ready to go. Yeah, that's something that we're going to have to watch out for. I was here on Monday, you know, awesome for Prince City hosting the game, but I, in my opinion, they need to have someone at the hands with the towels because that can really slow the game down. That might not come to play tonight in this first game, but definitely the second game if they have to wipe down the floor. Yeah, it's very humid tonight. It was in the low 80s as Reverio makes both of her free throws, but you can definitely feel the, the humidity, even though the fans are on in this gym, and you allude to it as the crowd is expected to be at capacity for the Kohuku-Campbell game right after this one. Yeah, on Monday there was a lot of dead periods where the officials had to go over there and pick up the towel and wipe the floor. I, you know, we just need to get someone there, some volunteer to step up and kind of speed up the process in that aspect. McKinley leading 8-5. to five. A quick three-pointer taken by Farrington. No good by Felipe. It's going to be rebounded. And a nice job there by Farrington getting the offensive board and drawing the foul. So the Govs will have another two free throw opportunities coming up. Yeah, great execution, execution that time by Farrington. And they're talking to coach Donald Kamaya McKinley. 
he knows that Felipe is a shooter. So the fact that she was able to get a wide open triple attempt off of that inbounds pass, that, that wasn't good for McKinley there. Shayna Ald misses her first free throw, so the score remains 8-5 in favor of McKinley. The Farrington forward puts that one up, no good. Rebounded by Walthall, running the other way. Tigers with a three-point lead, looking to add to it with a minute 15 left in the first quarter. Walthall fakes a three, now kicks it over to Kylie up top, and she tosses it to Pham. Pham, the senior, back over to Walthall, the junior guard. She jacks a three. It looked like it went through, but it didn't from our angle, and rebounded by Kabato Machado again. Kicks it over to Garcia up top. A nice hop-step dribble there. Looked to be fouled, but no call. McKinley gets the rebound. McKinley still leading by three, eight to five, with about 45 seconds left to go in the first frame. McKinley facing the 2-3 zone, doing a good job of that so far tonight. Walthall with it, facing three Farrington players, a big hop step, but before the travel is called, a foul is called. And for Farrington, Coach Tatupu not happy because like we saw, Michael, that looked to be the travel before the contact. I don't know. In the NBA, they kind of let that slide. So, But, you know, to the hire of Coach Frank, Coach uh, Caroline Tutupu, it's not looking good right now with the officials for her and her aspect, on her regard. And the first free throw by Walthall, no good. And that'll bring in a few more subs as Genesis Olsen Silva checks in for Farrington, joined by McKinley's Anjali Velasco. So a couple of starters getting breathing time here late in the first quarter. McKinley up 8-5, to five, 33 seconds left to go in the first frame. Second free throw by Ava is good. So that's now the biggest lead of the game for McKinley. Four points with half a minute left to go in the first. Hunter Garcia taking it between the circles, guarded well by Hosino. Skips it over to Ald, now down low to the post player who just checked in. That's Olsen Silva. Her shot, no good. Ball still pinballing around. Farrington has it. The follow-up shot is no good. McKinley gets it. Will they hold for the last shot? Shot clock is off. Under 10 seconds. Walthall to the corner for Hosino. Her three, no good. Picked up by McKinley. Can they get another shot off? Walthall with it. Crossover dribble. Now up top. Pham has it. Her shot, no good. And that's an exciting end to the first quarter. McKinley doing a great job on defense. Transitioning to offense. Turning that in to a 9-5 to five lead. We'll be back with second quarter action. You're listening to the OIA Girls D2 Championship game right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. OIA Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health and DSE Hawaii. As we welcome you back to Pearl City High School for quarter number two, we're going to pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to OIA Girls Basketball exclusively on HSRN. 
home of the Dallas Cowboys, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Michael Lascaro here with you live. We're in quarter number two as McKinley leading Farrington 9-5. And as we take a, take a look at our first quarter stats, Michael, the first thing that leaps out to me is Farrington 0 for 16 from the field and McKinley 1 for 11. Have you seen a first quarter of action where teams went 1 for 27 from the field in a while? I have not. <laughs> but let's, you know, McKinley is 6 for 10 from the free throw line and Franklin is 5 for 8 from the, the charity stripe. So at least they're being positive there. And we thought McKinley might be getting a few more free throws, but instead an offensive foul is called on Kaylee Riviero. A nice job there by the referee, Star Rivera, seeing that the Farrington player had the position and took the contact. So nice job drawing the turnover by the Governors, and we'll see now if they can finally get their first field goal to fall here in the second quarter. Yeah, I think they definitely need to speed the pace up, get something go closer to the rim, and hopefully you get some offensive rebounds to hit some bunnies. So Farrington whipping it around the three-point line. Kabato Machado takes a three. Probably not her best shot as it's going to be rebounded by McKinley. Walthall with it, taking her time, dribbling up. Early in the second quarter here, McKinley over Farrington, 9-5. Haley Hosino with it, now down low to Riviero. And she travels, so... Actually, pardon me, that's going to be the sub, Althea Esmus, who came in for the starter. And she's going to shuffle her feet a bit, a traveling violation. It'll be Farrington Ball. Yeah, I think Coach Tatupu for Farrington got into the ears of some of these officials, and they're closely watching the footwork of the McKinley Tigers now. And that's now 11 turnovers for McKinley. So even though they're up by four, it could be a lot more if they didn't turn the ball over so many times. Farrington with it down low, a shot taken by Genesis Olsen Silva, no good, but the rebound stays with Farrington. Just a lot of rush shots right now for Farrington. Credit for McKinley for getting a hand in their face, but just kind of slow the game down Kabata and take better shots, yeah. Kabata Machado with a long range shot there, no good. She's struggling a bit. The good news for her is she's still bringing her patented energy, so the rebounding game is on point. We'll see if she can get her offense dialed up. And as the McKinley coach kind of looks at his squad, that's Donald Kamai, he calls for time. It'll be a 30-second timeout, and we'll keep it here. But, Michael, with Farrington trailing 9-5, to what do you think McKinley's talking about here, knowing that they've struggled too, but yet they have that four-point lead? I think they're just wanting to limit the wide-open opportunities by Farrington because they've taken some shots and they've gotten some offensive rebounds. For Farrington... They're definitely rushing that shot. On that shot attempt there by Chanel uh, Kabato Machado, that was almost ill-advised. It was a long two, but half of her body was behind the three-point line and half the body was over it. So it was kind of not worth a shot taking. And even her, she looked hesitant to take that shot. That's why I kind of had that long pause. I thought she was going to pass it out. But she kind of rushed that shot. You know, they just need to relax and settle down. And you make a good point there, Michael, because Kabato Machado... She was open, but it's because she hasn't been making her shots. That, that's why McKinley left her open. So to your point, maybe she can get a little closer to the basket next time. But again, Farrington playing strong defense, picking up the steal here, and then getting fouled again by McKinley. So they're going to get the ball with an opportunity to cut into this four-point deficit. Yeah, credit uh, CeCe Schaefer in there getting kind of 
getting into the, the passing lane and, and picking that ball off. She wasn't a name I heard too much on the broadcast against Castle, but she's definitely shown making an impact early on tonight. Kabato Machado with it, leading the offense for Farrington. Over to CC Chapin, looking for an opening as she dribbles on the left wing. Takes it inside, now kicks it back out to Felipe. Over to a driving Garcia. Her shot is no good, and a nice rebound again by Walthall. She's not one of the taller players on the court, but definitely hustling, picking up that loose ball. About two minutes gone here in the second quarter. Walthall with a running jumper in the lane. Nothing but air picked up by Farrington coming back the other way. Chafin with it. Back to Garcia. She's dribbling. Takes a Euro step. Her shot no good. Rebound bounces out of bounds and it will stay with Farrington. Yeah, good job by Chafin there getting the offensive rebound. But I want to credit Hunter Garcia because on these past two drives, past two possessions for Farrington, she's been getting into the lane. Get, you know, with a little Euro step, a little dribble here and there, and getting dribble penetration. That's what Farrington needs. Get dribble penetration, get into the lane, and hopefully someone can get your back on the second chance opportunities. That time that was Chafin, but good job by Watall just being there, getting a hand on the ball on her shot attempt. And in the break in the action, Farrington is actually going to call a 30-second timeout of its own. Coach Caroline Tatupu noticing still that her team has yet to make a shot. So maybe to your point, Michael, they can dial up something here that opens up one of their players where they can take their time, get a clean look, and hopefully for them, finally get that ball through the nylon. Yeah, two early timeouts here by both teams. Surprising in the second quarter, um, early and you know, with knowing that there's going to be a media timeout, but both teams' crowds are kind of quiet. You just need one big play to get your fans back into the game. Chafin tosses it into Kabato Machado. She hands it off on the drive-by by Garcia. Garcia whips it over into the corner for Felipe. Felipe driving, looked to travel, but instead the ball is deflected out of bounds. Another turnover in this game. And for Farrington, only three turnovers, not too bad. But we'll see if McKinley can bounce back off of that one. McKinley's Walthall looking for a screen, gets it, flies by, goes baseline, puts a shot up, no good. But she's going to be fouled. A reach in there by Felipe McKinley looking to add to its 9-5 lead. Was there a foul Philip to Felipe? She said, where's the foul? I don't know if there was a foul. But the way this game is being played, that's the way you win the game. Drive to the hoop. Walter took advantage. She didn't even really use the screen too much. She just kind of drove by her defender. And she's at the free throw line for some free throws. First one is up and good. And that expands the lead to 10-5. Now the largest margin for McKinley tonight. And again, if you're just joining us, Farrington with five points here with 5.31 left in the second quarter. No field goals made yet. And I know our resident statistician, Thomas Yoshida, is on hand. I'd venture to ask him as the second free throw by McKinley is up and good. 11-6 to six now the lead. How, what is the record for the longest time before a team in an OAA championship game, D1 or D2, has taken to score a field goal. I don't know. I'll see it at halftime if he knows that. <laughs> As the other way, Farrington has it. Genesis Olsen Silva has her shot blocked. Rebound stays with Farrington. Poked away. Hosino has it. Trying to go for two. Oh, her Euro step is defended well by Kabato Machado, and it's tipped out of bounds. And a good job there. I mentioned the energy that Shania brings to the table. Even though McKinley keeps the ball, Kabato Machado at least helped avoid an easy layup from McKinley. 
Quickly inbounded to McKinley and the quick shot taken by Kaylee, no good. Rebounded, there she is, Kabato Machado yet again. Back the other way for Farrington, down 11 to six, under five minutes to go here in the second quarter. Up top is Felipe, looking over to Ald now, Ald into the corner for Kabato Machado. Picks it up top again to Garcia. Hesitation dribble, up with the right hand, no good, blocked. Good job by McKinley there, and they gather the rebound. Tigers back the other way, 4.30 to go in the second frame. They lead their King Street rivals 11-5. All the way over into the corner, it goes for Hosino. She kicks it back to Pham. Pham takes a three and makes it. That is a huge shot for McKinley as they are now, I believe, on a 12-0 run going back to the first quarter. And that's now a nine-point lead for McKinley. Oh, a big Euro step there, nearly a travel by Farrington, nothing called, and another shot missed by the Governors. That was Ald who couldn't connect, and it goes the other way in favor of McKinley. Yeah, McKinley's riding momentum right now. You know, we talked about that first time when they played. They trailed 11-1 to after the first quarter, but they outscored Farrington in every quarter after that and won in overtime. And to say that Farrington is struggling offensively is an understatement as McKinley hits yet another three. That was good by Pham, and she is on fire, riling up the crowd here at Pearl City High School. And for Farrington, they need to do something to stop this barrage that McKinley's bringing, 17-5, to halfway through this second quarter. Yeah, Pham's on a hot streak. And the thing is, basketball's not even her main sport. Her main sport's volleyball, so she's riding the momentum right now. Farrington has it in the near corner, Schaefer with it. Takes a long, ill-advised post shot. No good off the back iron. Rebounded very well there by Riverio. Coming back the other way is Walthall. Nice crossover dribble stolen away. Can Farrington get its first basket? All trying for it, but she's going to be blocked. Walthall raced all the way back to cap the shot. And it'll be Farrington ball, but you can hear the excitement of the McKinley crowd as the Tigers hold on to a 17-5 lead as we break in the action. 3.05 left to go in the second quarter. We'll be back with more. This is the OAA Girls Basketball D2 Championship game right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. DSE Hawaii, a proud supporter of OIA Sports on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, is a locally owned and operated union electrical contracting company. Established in 1988, DSE Hawaii provides services to general contractors, building owners, property management companies, architects, and engineers. Their commitment to the electrical industry is focused on quality, efficiency, and most importantly, customer service and satisfaction. DSE Hawaii, providing quality work in the most efficient manner. Kyle Galdera and Michael Lascaro here with you on a Wednesday evening live from Pearl City High School. And speaking of live, the McKinley Chargers are all fired up. They hold a 17-5 lead over Farrington. And Michael, it, not only is McKinley doing very well on the offensive end this quarter, but they've limited Farrington to no points. And still the Governors have yet to notch a field goal And as we near halftime. Yeah, the Tigers are playing with a lot of heart right now that steal at the end of before the media timeout by Shana Ald you thought she had a wide open basket to get the first field goal first field basket of the game but out of nowhere Wattall comes out there and said give me that and 
you know, they still haven't made a basket for Farrington. So we'll see coming out of the timeout with 3.05 to go before halftime if the Govs can dial up some sort of play to get them that much-needed bucket. In it comes to Olsen Silva into the corner to Ald. Down low, a spinning Garcia now back out for a three. Farrington takes it, can't make it though, and it goes McKinley's way. Hosino sprinting, nice near steal there, getting her hand in with Chafin, and it'll stay with McKinley, but at least they can slow things down and get McKinley into the half-court offense. 2.51 left to go before halftime. McKinley brings it in, nearly, nearly stolen away, and it'll make its way out to Walthall. She's dribbling now, pulls it out between the circles. Looking down low, now into the paint. It goes a nice outlet pass by, pardon me, to Reviero, but she misses the layup. Farrington takes it, coming back the other way. Garcia has it, but stolen away. One-on-one -on -one crime there as Hosino gets it. Oh, into the contact, but an offensive charge called on Hosino. A little too much oomph there on that drive to the basket. Yeah, great job by Garcia just to get back. I'm surprised Hosino actually kind of went in there because Garcia got, got back really quickly. She tried to get to the basket, but Garcia does such a great job of knowing her angles and knowing where the basket is. She's able to get in prime position to draw the offensive foul. And Hosino on that contact got the wind knocked out of her, so good job by the referees there letting her kind of take a few deep breaths as she is back and ready to play defense. That Sports Injury Report brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. We're back to live action now. 2.20 to go in the second quarter. A long shot taken, ill-advised by Asuasu, but it's going to be rebounded by Farrington. It'll stay with the Govs. 2.10 to go. Another three taken and missed. This one by CC Chafin. Ball pinballs around. There's Walthall again getting the defensive rebound. And for Farrington, it has to be an unprecedented level of frustration knowing that they're actually playing really good defense they just haven't been scoring, and that's why we have a 20, pardon me, 17-5 lead in favor of McKinley. Nice drop down low by Riverio. Her shot no good, picked up and put back though. 19-5 now in favor of McKinley. And it's nearly stolen away. It is stolen away. Tigers have it. Walthall with it, dribbling down the middle. They have numbers. Now she slows it down. 1.30 left to go before halftime. Riverio puts it up, no good. Rebounded by Garcia in the paint. Farrington slowing it down a bit, coming back on offense. Between the circles, Garcia crosses over Hosino, dribbling and taking a shot. She's going to be fouled. So the good thing for Farrington, they still haven't scored a field goal, but they have been doing well getting to the free throw line. And two more free shots coming up here for Farrington. Yeah, I want to give credit to Hunter Garcia right now. It's not looking good for the team. Um, and Coach Lupu said this is probably the most inexperienced group that she's ever had in all her years coaching um, as he's making it to the championship game. But Hunter Garcia is the one player for Farrington that is doing her part and in getting into the paint, driving into the lane, and drawing some 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 foul and some contact. Earlier in, earlier in this quarter, she got her shot blocked, but that this time she's able to draw the blocking foul and get some attempts at the free throw line. So Garcia will shoot two. And that one is up and good. So she missed the first, made the second, 19 to 6 now. That's the first point of the second quarter for Farrington. And that ends what I believe was a 17-0 run by McKinley. So the Tigers have it, taking some air out of the ball. 
Just about a minute left before halftime. Pham has it, and her three is good. That's three in a row from Pham, and McKinley is absolutely running away with this D2 championship game as we near halftime. Governors with it, trying to get something going on offense as Garcia has it on the near corner. Spin cycle, but her shot is no good. She will draw the foul, though, as Farrington looks to get some much-needed points. Yeah, Grace Pham, you know, she is a volleyball player first and foremost, but hey, tonight is her night from the arc, and it's all kind of been around this right wing area. But I want to give credit to Kylie Reverio. She's the one in the middle of the paint that's drawing all the attention by the Franklin defenders. So she's the one that's allowing for these wide open opportunities from behind the arc. First free throw by Garcia, no good. And for Reverio, the bad news is that was her third personal foul. So she's not only going to sit for the rest of the half, I would venture to say maybe into the third quarter as McKinley doesn't want to lose their post player. Good news for them, though. Farrington misses both free throws. Fan has it coming back the other way. Tosses it off to Walthall. Walthall dribbles to the left side. Now comes all the way across to the middle. Kicks it over to Hosino. Hosino driving baseline. Shot no good. Rebounded by Esmus. Out to Fam. Fam fakes the shot. Dribbles a bit, tosses it over to Walthall. She pump fakes, now drives baseline. Her layup is no good. Pick, put back, though, by Esmus. So everything is falling for McKinley tonight. 24-6, the lead. Ten seconds before halftime. We'll see if Farrington can finally take the lid off the basket. Four seconds. Will they get a shot? They do get a shot. It's no good. But again, a foul is drawn by Garcia. So a good job getting that contact by Farrington. Yeah, so like I said, Hunter Garcia, she's doing her part, getting to the lane and drawing some free throws. The shot for Franklin is not going down, but what you can control, what you can do is make an effort to get to the lane. She hasn't been hitting all her free throws so far, but let's see if she can get at least one to give Franklin some momentum. And she does make the first free throw, so it's now a 24-7 to seven margin. And a... I reiterate, all seven points for Farrington coming via free throw. They have yet to make a field goal in a full half of action. Second free throw is good, and we will have a 24-8 score as the first half comes to a close. It is all McKinley here at Pro City tonight. We'll see if Farrington can make it a game in the second half. We'll be back with halftime analysis and stats right around the corner. You're listening to the OAA Girls Basketball D2 Championship game right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more of the OIA Featured Game of the Week on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by DSE Hawaii. Welcome back live to Pearl City High School. We're at halftime with McKinley leading Farrington 24-8. And Kyle Galdera here with Michael Lascaro. And Michael, looking at our halftime stats, I think the thing that jumps off the paper to me <clears throat> Farrington 0 for 29 from field goal range and obviously it goes beyond saying but we're going to say it it's hard to win a basketball game if you literally can't make shots yeah I'm going to be positive Mike here and not look at the box score or look at the, the shooting percentages one thing I do want to point out is the end of the basket that Franklin shot towards in the first half there is an extended bleachers. Of course, the fans are there are all neutral. We got some press people. We got Paul Honda there. And I believe the Pro City girls basketball team that is um, helping to run this event here. 
But there's also this huge video board. There's also a, a video board with the graphics and all the big scoreboards. And the depth procession there with the fans and just people there, that's not something you normally see in a typical high school basketball game. And I think that played a factor in Farrington's um, first half shooting woes. While McKinley, they had kind of a wide, wide open. You know, you can kind of see past there. You don't have people to look at. You know, and, um, there's just a white, kind of a white purple background with some little mats. It's, it's kind of empty while that side of Franklin is shooting. There's a lot going on. So, will that change in the second? Will that change in the second? Of course, they're gonna switch sides. So we'll see how that much that affects McKinley. But if Franklin starts hitting some shots on this end of the court without those distractions behind. Um, that they're shooting towards, this game could flip on its head. You know, we've called a Farrington game earlier in the year, and Farrington trailed against Castle, if I'm not mistaken, but in the second quarter, they made a run, and, the, and then in the third, second half, they made a run as well. They kind of put that game away. So I think we're going to be in much more closer half in the second half. Looking at the top scores, McKinley with their 24 points led by Grace Pham. She hit three big three-pointers. Uh, she leads the way with nine points. For Farrington, Hunter Garcia, five points coming on, five free throws. Again, Farrington making eight of 14 free throws, which is good news, but zero of 29 from the field. We'll be back with more halftime stats and analysis. And before we take a little time out, we want to remind you that halftime right here on HSRN is brought to you in part by DSC Hawaii, bringing quality, efficiency, and most importantly, customer service and satisfaction to the electrical industry for over 35 years. We'll be back with more. This is OAA Girls Basketball, the D2 Championship game here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Pearl City High School. We get you ready for a second half action between Farrington and McKinley. But before we tip things off, we want to remind you that Hawaii Sports Radio Network has partnered with Scoring Live, Hawaii's number one source for high school sports. You can visit scoringlive.com for live scores, stats, photos, league schedules, and a lot more. And Michael Lescaro, you do a great job contributing to that fine website. Tell us a little bit about what Farrington can do other than the, the easy one, make some shots to get back in this game down by 16. You got to take it one step at a time. You know, they have the more, they have the larger fan base here. You just need one little positive momentum to get them in it and feed off the energy. Farrington going from left to right now from our broadcast position in their all whites and maroon jerseys. Up top is Schaefer. She misses a three. That's now 30 straight missed baskets, missed field goals for Farrington to start this game. Still without a field goal in this contest. McKinley leading 24 to eight. Waltall with it in the corner. Holding the ball up high, down low to Riviero. She's playing with three fouls, so she's going to have to watch out on her physicality as the McKinley shot is no good. Rebounded by CeCe. Coming the other way. Will this shot go? It does. That's the first basket for Farrington. Hunter Garcia finally breaks the seal, and Farrington creeping back in it. Down now, 24-10. Great job by Schaefer. Just push the ball up the floor. That will lead to something positive, and there... Hunter Garcia marked, met her at the rim, and she was able to get the easy basket. Nice steal by Farrington, picked off on the pass by Tomas Falmui. Coming the other way is Garcia. Right, left dribble, Euro step, and before the block, Walthall's going to be called for the foul. And something, Michael, to keep an eye on, that is now three fouls on Walthall and the 12th personal foul 
by McKinley in this game already. So the fouls are beginning to mount. I think Farrington, what they can do is continue to draw contact and try to chip away at the free throw line. Yeah, that's how you're going to chip away at the free throw line. That's how you're going to chip away at this McKinley lead. One thing you um, want to point out and add to that is that when McKinley played Farrington the first time, they use a very small bench. If not, if I don't, if I recall correctly, they only use six, if not seven, players in that game. So if one of the starters from McKinley gets in, gets fouled out of the game, somebody from the bench is going to have to step up for McKinley. So one of two free throws for Garcia. It's an early 3-0 run by Farrington here in the third quarter. Just about a minute and 15 seconds gone. Farrington using a full court press to try to slow down McKinley, and a shot is taken by Hosino. No good off the side backboard, but fortunately it was tipped out by Farrington. It'll stay with the Tigers. Yeah, we see when Farrington's able to either get a made basket or a made free throw, they're able to set up their defense properly and there with the full court press. Pham tosses it in. It dribbles into the backcourt, and the Tigers will keep it, but it's going to be a essentially a double dribble because that ball was tipped and then kicked into the backcourt. And the good news for McKinley is they still have a 13-point lead. The bad news, as they call timeout, Coach Donald Kamai wanted to talk it over, is that I think Farrington, Michael, is finally starting to wake up, and they're using that defensive intensity to turn that into points. And we'll see if they can continue to chip in to this 24-11 disadvantage. Yeah, I think uh, Walthall thought she was just trying to save the turnover, but she didn't realize that she could actually dribble it and pick up the ball, so that's why there's a turnover there. Yeah, but good job from Coach Donald Kamai for calling timeout because Franklin's fans, they're starting to get alive. They're to the right of us. They're across from us. They're just waiting for them to go on a run. But like we said, it's easier to shoot on this side of the court because there's there's less distractions behind the basket. They're able to get an early 3-0 uh, run here in this quarter after not scoring any baskets until the 7-20 mark of the third period. Yeah, that's a great point. In, this, in the second period for Farrington, only three points, and those all came via free throw. They were outscored 15-3. So if Farrington can maybe go on an 8- or 10-point run here and close out the third quarter within 5 or 10 points, I think they have a legit shot to come back. You mentioned earlier, Michael, Farrington fell behind to Castle earlier here on HSRN a few months ago, and they came back and won that game. And right on cue, Hunter Garcia drives the lane, puts in the right-handed layup, and Farrington now on a 5-0 run. They get a steal. Down by 11 here. Driving is Felipe, and she will be fouled. Nice job drawing the contact as Farrington has definitely seized the momentum. We'll see if they can continue chipping in to this 11-point deficit. Yeah, it's too early to call who's the MVP for the game, but the MVP for Franklin right now is Hunter Garcia. She is getting whatever she can do. She's going at will into the paint. Shania Kabato Machado, she misses a shot, rebounded by McKinley. We'll see if the Tigers can finally get some points here in the third quarter. About two minutes gone. Farrington outscoring them so far, 5 to nothing. Pam with it up top between the circles, dribbles out. Nice pressure there by Felipe. Over to Riviero. Now down low to Pham. Pham looks for help, but before she does, she travels. And that'll be Farrington ball again, down by 11. A little panic there for McKinley that time. You know, we see Walthall who drew her, I think, her third foul. She's sitting on the bench right now. She's normally the player for McKinley that's carrying, that's um, initiating the offense in those sets. So McKinley's going to have to settle down, figure something out. Farrington looking for some offense down low. You can hear the crowd to our right 
getting amped up. Oh, an easy close shot by Schaefer, no good. But the putback by Tomas Falmui is there. That's now a 7-0 run to start the third quarter by Farrington, trailing by nine. McKinley has it, and another travel. Things are falling apart for McKinley and for Farrington. They are finally showing signs of life and doing it at the right time, knowing that they have 5.30 left in the third quarter and a full fourth quarter left to go, down only nine. Yeah, not a good possession there by Hosino. She passed it off. She had an open lane to the basket, but she passed it off and it led to a turnover. Farrington misses a three that was taken by Schaefer, no good. Coming back the other way is McKinley. Into the paint it goes, and a foul will be called. Esmus was hacked on the arm. And there'll be two free throws coming for McKinley. A lot of excitement here at Pearl City. The D2 Girls Basketball Championship in the OIA on the line tonight. And be sure to stay tuned after this one because we're going to have the D1 Championship game. Both Kahuku and Campbell are here. You can see them walking around. A little bit of, I don't want to call it anxiety, but definitely nervous energy from both teams as that first free throw by McKinley is good, pushing the lead back to 25-15. Yeah, you talk about nervous energy and anxiety. You know, in the NBA, that probably is a 15-second call. You know, you see Giannis onto the Kumpo get caught for that. But good job by Esmas, kind of setting herself to get that first free throw to go through. Second free throw is up, and... Good, it hit every part of the rim and went through. That was big for McKinley, stopping a 7-0 run by Farrington. Five minutes left in the third quarter. We'll see if Farrington can continue to dial up the offense. Kabato Machado with it up top, kicks it over to Schaefen. Schaefen faking out a McKinley player over to Garcia. Garcia throws it away, but oh, it is going to be an offensive foul, and Garcia will be charged with it. That's actually good news for Farrington, though, because it stopped a would-be fast break for McKinley. Yeah, credit Anjali Velasco that time for getting position and getting a little elbow in her face, but that's a good defense there. Farrington with the full court press, trying to get a steal. Not quite. McKinley almost throws it away, and they do. Schaefer has it. Is she going to pass it? Nope. Takes it herself. The layup is up, and oh, it's going to be another offensive foul. And Coach Tatupo for Farrington cannot believe it. Oh, my. She and her bench were very close to getting a technical foul there. Good job by the referee Gabe Harris and he's actually going to warn the Farrington bench for talking a bit too much there. Fortunately for the Governors, no technical foul as another timeout is going to be called by Coach Donald Kamai from McKinley. And we're going to keep it here as the teams talk it over but interesting so you, we talked about anxiety and nervous energy Michael. You can really see it starting to bubble up for both teams. For McKinley, they're seeing their lead evaporate. And for Farrington, the frustration is starting to play into their game. And we'll see if they can start to control those emotions. Yeah. These offensive fouls, I don't think it's actually, I mean, it's a foul on whoever gets it gets caught on, right? And it's a turnover on the stat sheet. But this, when when there's a stoppage in play, as soon as the, the, the players knew what to do, we're a man-to-man -man press. And that actually favors Farrington because they have the athletes and they have the skill level to kind of force McKinley to panic and make some bad passes. 4.39 left to go in the third quarter. McKinley up 26-15 over Farrington. If you're wondering why the governor's score is so low, it's because they didn't have a field goal made in the entire first half, but rebounded nicely with a 7-0 run to start the third frame. 
McKinley beats the press. Nice job there. Skip pass across the way to Velasco. Velasco up to Fan. Fan takes a bit of time over to Hosino. You mentioned Walthall still on the bench with three fouls. Riverio with it now over to Fam in the corner. Back down to the post player. Spin move up with the right hand. Off the backboard and good. The bank is still open late on a Wednesday night. And McKinley is back up by 13, 28 to 15. Nice set there by McKinley there. You know, we had Riverio on the three-point wing, but she's able to get down low for a bucket. Spin cycle move by Garcia. No good on the shot. And then a travel will be called on Farrington. So after that initial 7-0 run, things starting to fall apart again for the Governors. A brief break in the action right here. We'll be right back. It's an exciting one. McKinley leading Farrington 28-15. You're listening to the OIA Girls Basketball D2 Championship right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Discover a personalized approach to a healthier you at Hawaii Pacific Health Bone and Joint Centers. Our comprehensive centers offer adult and pediatric sports medicine, orthopedic care, and rheumatology services. We're focused on your mobility and quality of life. Our clinic in Kahala also provides walk-in services for minor bone and joint conditions. So stay active and keep doing what you love. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash boneandjointcenters. Welcome back to Pearl City High School. It's a fun one so far tonight. It's leaning in the favor of McKinley. They're up 28-15 over Farrington. But, Michael, we saw that Farrington with their 7-0 run to start this third quarter can get back in it. But now that they're back down by 13, what do they have to do to get the momentum back in their favor? I think they just got to um, stay the course, right? You're going to go on a run. McKinley's going to go on a run. Just play your game, and right now your game is give it to Hunter Garcia and get into the basket. Or if somebody else can do that for Franken, more on them. But they need to get easy baskets so that they could set up their press defense. Because if they're going to get back into this game, they're going to have to force some turnovers and steal some possessions. And coming out of the timeout, Farrington is in their press defense. We'll see if they can get another turnover. Almost stolen away by Garcia there. Pokes it out of bounds. It'll remain with McKinley. And interesting there as Pham and Hosino talk it over, basically trying to figure out this puzzle and break the press. Pham has it, passes it to Hosino. She sprints up and finally breaks the press. Wow, she stepped on the sideline, though. That'll be another turnover going Farrington's way. And we'll see if the Govs can capitalize. 3.53 left to go in the third quarter. Kabato Machado with it, passing it to Garcia. Garcia with the right-hand dribble. Crossover now, guarded by Hosino. Into the wing it goes, now down into the post. A left-handed shot taken by Genesis Olsen Silva. No good. And as the players get untangled in the post, it should be two free throws coming up for Farrington. Yeah, I like that possession there by Farrington. You know, Hunter Garcia, she got to Chafin. And Chafin, she actually did something with it. She drove to her left, got inside, passed it down low to Olsen Silva. And Olsen Silva's going to the line. We'll see what she can do here at the free throw line because they're lining to shoot some free throws. And she was actually trying to get on the block. So let's see if she has the confidence to get some points here on this trip to the charity strike. So after the perspiration is wiped up by referee Steve Piercy in his 17th year of officiating. The free throw is up and good. A nice job there by Olsen Silva. And good news for McKinley coming back into the game is Ava Walthall. She took a long break sitting with those three personal fouls. 
So a nice job there by McKinley coach Donald Kamaya getting his star guard a bunch of rest, preventing even more fouls, and taking her basically off the court with half the quarter gone. Nice job rebounded by Kabato Machado again, but her follow-up shot is no good. So not only does Farrington miss the second free throw, but the ball goes out of bounds to McKinley. 3.38 left to go in the third quarter. We'll see what the Tigers can do here. Inbound it goes to Esmus, then over to Walthall. Sprinting past the timeline up top to Pham. Takes a wide open three off the backboard. No good. Rebounded by Farrington. Kabato Machado has it. Dribbling with those long strides and big dribbles. Taking up a lot of ground. Now driving into the paint with the left-handed shot. Feels like a bowling ball going through the paint there. Drawing the contact and she'll shoot too. Yeah, for Farrington. I don't think they want to play this way, but you almost have to kind of play this way to beat McKinley. Get their star players into foul trouble. Force someone to come off the bench from McKinley that doesn't have much experience. And slow this game down and chip away at this lead at the free throw line. Now all you got to do is convert. You know, in the first half, McKinley shot 8 for 12 from the line. Farrington shot 8 for 14 from the line. So in the first half, a free throw percentage favorite McKinley. Kabata Machado needs to get at least one here. First free throw, no good. Second one is nothing but net. Farrington does chip away a little. 28-17 to 17 now with 3.15 to go in the third quarter. Farrington with their three-quarter court press, causing some trouble, but McKinley breaks it. In between the circles, now back to Walthall up top. Holds the ball up high over to Velasco. Velasco around the horn to Pham. Pham guarded closely by Schaefen. Oh, and the ball finally stolen away, and it's going to be a tie-up with the arrow pointing to McKinley. That, but that's big for Farrington because the next held ball will go to the Govs. Yeah, we have Riverio sitting with, with some three fouls here on the bench. She's motioning her arms up. They need to have communication. Right now there's a lot of players kind of doing their own thing. They need to work together to get a quality shot here. And a five-second violation called against McKinley. Actually, it's going to be an offensive foul, maybe a moving screen. And that's going to be a foul going against McKinley. So, again, Farrington doing all the hustling. Now they just need to score down by 11. 2.55 left to go in the third frame. Bringing the ball up is Felipe for Farrington. Dribbling with the right hand. Pushes off a bit. No call. Crossover dribble. Into the corner now for Chafin. Chafin comes down into the paint, but it's stolen away. Nice job there by Velasco. Up top, but now stolen away by Farrington. And Chafin now, pardon me, passes it to Felipe. She throws it out of bounds. So both teams a little, a little too quick there as the ball goes back. Pardon me, it's going to stay with Farrington. A nice job by the referees cleaning up that back and forth action. Farrington has it. Into the corner for Felipe. Driving baseline, wraps it around. No look pass that couldn't be handled by Tomas Famui, but a foul will be called on McKinley. Yeah, not a good foul that time by Velasco. The ball was in Famui Tomas' hands, Tomas Famui's hands, excuse me, but she was almost kind of like, almost like a football player, trying to, trying to um, strip the ball away, but we're playing basketball here, guys. You know, we got Coach Dwayne Mori here next to me on the side, my left side, the head coach for the boys' basketball team, and, you know, he's like, we don't have, everybody's going to fall out. We don't know who to play. And that's going to be a key factor in the fourth quarter. Okay, good job there by Farrington making the first free throw. Tomas Famui connecting. And I'm interested to see the stats after the third quarter break, Michael, because to your point, I believe every player but Velasco 
for McKinley has at least three personal fouls now. Second free throw, no good. Rebounded by McKinley. Farrington down by 10. Can they continue to chip away? Tigers break the press over the timeline. Walthall has it. She's guarded closely by Garcia. Picks it up. Looked like the ball was tipped as she was able to dribble and a foul is committed by Farrington. Luckily, they have one more foul to give here in the third quarter. Checking back in game. for Farrington is Olsen Silva. Yeah, you mentioned a 10-point game. To me, Michael, if Farrington can keep it at 10 or fewer, they can get back in this game. But for McKinley, if they can push it back to 12, 13, 14, 15, they'll be in the driver's seat. Walthall with it, 2-10 to go here in the third quarter. And that pass is nearly stolen away. Pinballs around, and finally it is stolen away. Chafin has it. CC dribbling up. She's on the right side, now through the paint. A big Euro step, it's up. The layup is good. Oh, no, it's an offensive foul. That's the third offensive charge drawn by McKinley in this period. And Farrington can't believe it. Coach Tutupu is asking where the foul was because it looked like Chafin made a nice move and the defender was still moving her feet. But instead of two and one, it's going to be McKinley ball. Oh, and then what could have been an offensive foul not called here on this end. And the other way, McKinley goes. Haley Hosino puts the two up and good. And essentially a five-point swing there. Instead of going down by just seven, McKinley now trails 30-18. to 18. Carrington back the other way. Chafin takes a three, no good. McKinley has a chance to really run away with things here as the third quarter winds down. 30-12, to 12, pardon me, 18 is their lead as that shot by Walthall is no good. Rebounded by Capato Machado. Up ahead to a streaking Garcia. Her hand, her right-handed shot, pardon me, is no good. And the coaches for Farrington are asking, where's the foul on that? And now we're getting a lot of action on the court as this ball is finally picked up. And it looks like Pham might be injured a bit. She got hit in the upper chest area. And she's bent over a bit as maybe the training staff will have to get out there and tend to her as the referees call her in. So we finally have a, a little lull in this back-and-forth action with McKinley leading Farrington 30-18. to 18. But, Michael, what do you think about the calls and no calls that we've seen in these last couple of minutes here that have really benefited McKinley? I think it's just, I think it's, it's play on, you know. There's a lot of running going on this floor. There's a lot of sweat on this floor. You have to just keep playing. I, th I thought that call there by, you know, the offensive foul, Little, little questionable. I thought, you know, the first two that was caught early in the game, sure. This one, you know, Farrington, I, I think you got to give the, the, the benefit of the doubt to the offensive player after the turnover. She got up ahead after a turnover. And usually after a turnover or um, a lost ball like that, the team that turned it over is not going to get down the court that fast. So that was a biggie because that could have cut things down potentially to a seven-point game. Instead, it's a 12-point lead for McKinley. So Grace Pham comes off the court with the help of the athletic trainer holding her stomach. I think she got the wind knocked out of her, and that's a good thing because it doesn't seem to be you know, structural any, or anything that will keep her out of the game as she tries to regain her breath. And even better news for McKinley is the referees are trying to wipe up the perspiration, so it gives them essentially a free timeout here. And we'll see Pham is actually going to head to the bench, and we'll let you know if she makes it back into the game. But... For now, that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. 
Still a six-man rotation for McKinley so far with just one player at a time getting a rest. I think if I'm Coach Donald Kamai, you want to bring a seventh player off the bench just to get them some run, just to get them warm while you can before you put them in, in a situation in the fourth quarter when you need them. Back to live action. Sabato Machado with it, driving baseline, pushes off, no call. Double team now, finds an opening with Garcia. Her three is up and no good. Rebounded by McKinley. Riverio has it, now up to a streaking Hosino. Under a minute to go here in the third. Oh, Riverio travels with it. It'll be Farrington ball. And Riverio screaming at her guard, Velasco. Basically, get me the ball earlier, and now the two players are kind of going at it. That's not what you want to see here in the championship game. Yeah, I think she kind of slipped two in the paint. We need to get some um, perspiration wiped off the floor there. 40 seconds left to go in the third. Another travel not called. This one benefits Farrington. Shot up and no good. Rebounded. That shot is no good. And then third bite at the apple for the Governors. Tomas Fawmui's pass is deflected out of bounds and will stay with the Govs. Farrington trailing 30-18 to 18 in what has been a back-and-forth defensive-minded affair tonight here in the D2 Championship game. Yeah, what I like about these past two possessions for Franklin is they're settling for outside shots. They're kind of going away from what got them close to got them into the game. Garcia has it, takes a 10-footer. It bounces around and good. 30-20 to 20 now, the McKinley lead. And for Farrington, if they can hold the deficit to 10 here, that's going to be big for them going into the fourth quarter. 14 seconds and winding. McKinley struggling to get it past the timeline they do. Between the circles now, Riverio. Walthall with it up top, five seconds. She takes a wild right-handed shot off the bank and good. McKinley back up by 12, and that will end the third quarter. We have an exciting battle here. One more quarter to go. McKinley in the driver's seat, though, up over Farrington, 32-20. to 20. We'll be right back with the end of this one. You're listening to OIA Girls Basketball, the D2 Championship game on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Pearl City High School. We are charged up here for the fourth quarter of our D2 championship game. McKinley leading Farrington 32-20. And Michael again jumping off the stat sheet for Farrington. Four for 44 from the field. That's the bad news. The good news is they're only down by 12. So if they can string together some stops, maybe make a few shots, they can really get back in this game. Yeah, and they're doing it with Hunter Garcia getting into the lane, getting what she can at the bucket at the rim. What's going to come down to this fourth quarter is the foul situation for McKinley. They're only going with a six-woman rotation, and if someone has to, from the bench has to come in that hasn't seen much minutes, they're going to have to step up and see. We're going to see what McKinley does. But let's give a shout out to our own Kule Agbayani, being our status, um, being our statistician runner. She actually had to fight through a bunch of flags. There was a flag battle. I think I saw White Croc hit the. She was going doing her best to get run and get the stats for us the third quarter stats for us yeah and that mckinley foul battle foul situation you talk about michael both walthall and reverio have four fouls apiece so one more and they're out for the rest of this game walthall has it for mckinley we're underway 32 to 20 fam jacks a three no good farrington has it down by 12 kabato machado with it another rebound for her that's now eight in the game Dribbling down low is Felipe. Her runner is good. That's now a 10-point lead for McKinley. Farrington starting to chip away. The full-court press is helping as McKinley nearly turns it over, but a nice save by Hosino. 
Back the other way, Walthall. She's going to be fouled. The reach in by Garcia. Going back to that bucket there by Felipe. You know, she got the ball in the corner from Kabato Machado. And her tendency and Frank's tendency is for her to shoot that ball. But she's able to get in the lane, get a little bunny to get in the rim, and make this a 10-point game. So McKinley with it. Almost tipped away by Farrington, but the Tigers will control it. 20 seconds gone here in the fourth quarter. Pham dribbling up the right side. Gets a screen from Walthall and pushes off. No call there. Farrington can't believe it. Dribbling down low and streaking is Hosino, and she's going to be fouled. And just a bad no call there by the referee that could have given Farrington the ball back. Now it'll be two shots for Hosino. Yeah, that's the second time Chafin has tried to draw an offensive foul with the player dribbling. To me, I think she just needs to play. Don't look for the call. Just play solid defense. Hosino with it at the free throw line. Her first shot is up and good. That's now an 11-point lead for McKinley. And we talk about the free throws for Farrington keeping them in the game. On the flip side for McKinley, I have a feeling this is going to come down to free throws for them as the second one for Hosino is up and good. So if they can continue to make those free shots, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, for sure for making it. For Franklin, this shot shooting 12 for 22 before the fourth quarter. If you make at least half of those misses, this game is a different story. Turnover by Farrington, stolen by Walthall. Sprinting back the other way. Now Pham has it. Skips it over to Hosino. Hosino driving right through the paint, up and under before the travel. She's going to be fouled again and will shoot two more. And that foul is going to be called on Genesis Olsen Silva, her first personal. They're actually going to wave it off. It won't be a shooting foul. It'll be a foul on the ground. Still good news for McKinley as they keep the ball up by 12. Fan bringing it in, looking up top. Walthall has it, takes the three, a big rainbow shot. Nothing going there. It'll be Farrington ball out of bounds. And you hear the Farrington crowd kind of razzing Walthall there for the air ball, but... I don't know. If I'm McKinley, I'm saying, hey, check out that scoreboard. We're still up by 12. Back the other way goes Felipe, taking a three, and she drains that one. Nothing but net. A big shot by Farrington, getting this game to within single digits. 6.30 to go in the ballgame. Walthall, crossover dribble and Euro step. Her shot no good. Rebounded by Farrington. CC Chafin with it. Passing it over to Garcia. Back to Chafin. Chafin looking for an outlet into the corner now. Here's Felipe up and no good. That would have brought the roof off this Pro City gym. The Farrington crowd ready to erupt. McKinley still with a 34-25 advantage. Six minutes to go in this ballgame. The D2 OIA Championship in girls basketball on the line tonight. Fam dribbling. She looks to be fouled and she makes the shot anyway, putting McKinley up by 11. Nice up and under there that time by Pham. In the first half, she killed Franklin with her outside shooting. This time, she's getting into the lane for some baskets. One-handed shot on the run by Garcia. No good. Rebounded by Walthall. Again, the hard-working guard now has eight rebounds to go along with her six points and one assist. Walthall misses that shot. Pardon me, that was Hosino, but the nice rebound by McKinley. Shot clock back to 20. McKinley looking to take some air out of the ball as we're nearing the five-minute mark left in this game. Esmus with it, swings it over to Pham. Pham back to Esmus up top to Walthall. A big rainbow shot again, up and good. She says, take that air ball as I hit the long two. 
pardon me, and that's going to lead to a Farrington timeout. 4.57 left to go in the ballgame. And for McKinley, Michael, we're going to keep it here. You can really tell that they can feel the victory within their grasp. Yeah, Farrington was lucky, fortunate to get that three-point by Felipe, and they tried going back to her on the other corner for three, but they still need to go stick to the game plan, which is get to the basket, drive into the paint, get McKinley into foul trouble. We talk about Walter and River with four fouls. Walter just shot a, a two there from a long two to make it a 13-point game. But if she's fouled of the game, she's not, she's not making those points. Yeah, got to be careful if you're Farrington because as we've seen from McKinley, they can turn defense into instant offense in that transition. But similarly for Farrington, if they can get some more stops and, and really get some runs going, maybe a six-point run, an eight-point streak, that's how they're going to get back in this game. But with only 4.57 left to go in the contest, they're going to need to do that right now. Otherwise, McKinley is going to escape with this championship. Yeah, and the best way to do that, to come back from this deficit, is to lengthen the game. And the way to do that is to get to the free throw line. So three fouls committed by Farrington, none so far by McKinley. And it'll be interesting to see if Farrington does attack and try to get that foul count up, or if maybe they go to the perimeter game with some desperation type threes. Bringing it in for Farrington is Kabato Machado. 4.57 and winding in this ball game. Stay tuned after this one. We'll have Kahuku versus Campbell for the D1 championship. A baseline pass is collected by Farrington. That's Tomas Famui with it into the corner. Shot no good by Ald. Rebound goes to Pham. Pham up the, oh, almost turns it over, almost throws it away off her teammates back. Fortunate for McKinley to hang on there. Walthall with it, pulling it out near the timeline. Coach Kamai telling his team, calm it down. We're up by 13. Use some clock. Here's a steal by Farrington. Going the other way is Ald. All down to Felipe. Her right-handed layup up and good. 38-27 now. McKinley leading. Credit Kabato Machado that time for putting some pressure on Velasco, the sixth man off the bench. She didn't know what to, to do with the ball, and she turned it over, which led to some Franklin points. Ball foul with the missed shot and then the frustration foul. That's big, not only because Farrington gets the ball, but that's the fifth foul on Walthall. She has fouled out of this game. And with 4.04 left to go in the contest, Michael, we'll see if that affects McKinley's ability to score the ball up by 11 points. Yeah, so the five girls that are on the court after Walthall fouled out, that is pretty much Coach Donald Kamai. If the fouls favor their way, these five are going to be the five that close out the floor unless somebody else on the bench comes into the game, which is highly unlikely unless someone falls out, falls out of the game. So we're halfway through the fourth quarter. Four minutes exactly left to go in this one. Farrington down by 11. Down low it goes to Garcia. Her shot no good. Rebounded by Tomas Famui. Her shot is good. Pardon me, no good. And rebounded by McKinley. Nice job there by Pham. Pham had a three three-pointers in the first half, really helped open it up for the Tigers. Hosino driving baseline, and she's going to be fouled. So nice job there drawing the contact, and we're going to step away for our last break in this one. Stay tuned, though. We have an exciting finish in store. McKinley leading Farrington, 38-27. You're listening to the OA Girls Basketball D2 Championship game right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
DSE Hawaii, a proud supporter of OIA Sports on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, is a locally owned and operated union electrical contracting company. Established in 1988, DSE Hawaii provides services to general contractors, building owners, property management companies, architects, and engineers. Their commitment to the electrical industry is focused on quality, efficiency, and most importantly, customer service and satisfaction. DSE Hawaii, providing quality work in the most efficient manner. Back to more of the OIA Featured Game of the Week on HSRN, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by DSE Hawaii. Hawaii Sports Radio is proud to be the exclusive radio home of OIA Sports. You can visit hawaiisportsradio.com, click on the OIA Sports tab, and enjoy broadcast updates, games on demand, photos, and so much more. Check that out at hawaiisportsradio.com. Kyle Galdera here with you tonight, and this has been quite the game as Michael Lascaro, we predicted it early, it would be back and forth, a kind of a grounded out, grinded out type of game, and so far, that's playing in McKinley's favor, but with Walthall out, having fouled out, how does Farrington take advantage of that and try to get some points? They're down by 11, under four minutes to go. They take advantage with that with their full court pressure because that's one less ball handler on the court for McKinley. And the way you can get your maximize your full court pressure is get some free throws to slow down the game and set up your defense. So the inbounds pass comes to Hosino. She almost slips in her pink shoes, tosses it. Oh, and there is a slip as the ball was down to Riverio, and she does get called for the travel. So a bunch of sweat on the floor as you talked about, Michael, throughout the evening as a sub is going to come in for Farrington. That's CeCe Chafin checking back in. And I'm thinking for Farrington here, Michael, they're going to try to set up a quick shot, maybe get a guard into the corner, try to pick up a three-point basket. Yeah, I think they just need to get to the rim and get some easy opportunities or get to the free throw line. Felipe pulling it out in the near wing, now drives baseline. Passes it into the baseline to Olsen Silva. Her shot no good. It's going to be collected and corralled by both teams. It's going to be a held ball. That was Olsen Silva battling Riverio there. And it's going to remain with Farrington based on the arrow. Yeah, a lot of contact there on that offensive rebound. For Riverio, she's fortunate there, there wasn't a loose ball in the foul that potentially could have got caught that, take, that takes her out of the game. So right now for Farrington, they need to get her out of the game and I would attack her as much as possible just to get that fifth foul on her. Referees Steve Piercy and Star Rivera talking things over here as they are, I believe, discussing the foul count. But so far, nothing changing on the board, so we'll stay as it is. 3.14 to go. Farrington down by 11. Into the corner. It goes to Felipe, now driving baseline. Her pass stolen away. Nice job by McKinley. All they need to do here with three minutes left is hang on to the ball. Hosino has it. She takes a long three, no good. An ill-advised shot there, giving Farrington the ball back. Kabato Machado has it now. Taking it up into the left wing. Felipe has it, now driving baseline. Oh, Garcia has it stolen away. Pham has it. But, oh, it's actually going to be a loose ball foul. The referee saw that action on the backside. And that's going to be a foul, keeping the ball with Farrington. So a few more breaths of life here in this basketball game for the Governors. We'll see if they can capitalize. Kabato Machado takes a long three. No good. That's going to be out of bounds to McKinley. 
And as we get ready for the inbounds pass here, let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to OIA Girls Basketball exclusively on HSRN. Your brand new home for OIA Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle Galdera and Michael Lascaro back here with you live at Pro City High School. It's been an exciting D2 championship game. We're coming down to the final seconds, 2 minutes and 31 seconds to be exact, as a turnover by McKinley gives the Governors the ball back. And so far a 38-27 margin in favor of McKinley. So they are in the driver's seat here, but all it's going to take for Farrington is a couple of made shots to get back in this one. Garcia dribbling up the right side now, goes through the middle, and her pass is going to be poked away, controlled by the Tigers. Pham has it now, dribbling up the right side, guarded by two Farrington players. Breaks the press, tosses it over to Reverio. And her shot is good. And that might have been the dagger for McKinley. They're now up 40 to 27. Two minutes left to go. Yeah, with that made basket by Riverill, I believe she now has a double-double with 10 points and an over 15 rebounds. Big steal here by Velasco getting the ball back from McKinley. It's going to be tied up, but it'll stay with the Tigers. 149 left to go in the ballgame. And McKinley, you can see a lot of smiles on the faces of the players. And even Coach Donald Kamai with a smile on his face for the first time that I've seen tonight, knowing that his team is less than two minutes away from the OIA D2 championship. Oh, a travel is called on Esmus as she got a little too ahead of herself there. So it's going to be Farrington Ball. Yeah, other than that long two by Reverio, these haven't been great possessions by McKinley. A turnover there, a rush shot for on the perimeter, a turnover in the paint. Franklin's fortunate that McKinley is rushing their shots, but they need to get some points out of this possession, whether it be at the free throw line or a made basket. So Farrington calls another timeout here. They're going to talk things over as Coach Tatupu drawing up some offensive action here. Again, down by 13. Farrington not out of it yet, but they're going to need to essentially score every possession the rest of the way and get stops on the defensive side. Maybe even get into a foul shooting battle where they foul, try to get a missed shot, and then come back with an offensive shot. Yeah, they're inbounding it from the baseline. So whatever set they drew up, I think they want something quick, but the main thing is you need to get on the board. Franton brings it in. Kabato Machado takes a long shot and finally connects from long range. That cuts the deficit to 11. 139 and winding. McKinley trying to break the press. And they throw it out of bounds. The ball goes back to Farrington. This is exactly what we talked about. If Farrington can get a basket, get a stop, get another basket, they can really start to get back in this ballgame. Yeah, the absence of Wattall that's sitting with, with that, her fifth foul is definitely going to come into play here. Chafin takes a long three. No good. Hosino gets the rebound and will be fouled. That's just, pardon me, that's the fifth foul on Farrington. So we're going to have free throws the rest of the way for McKinley if Farrington continues to be physical. You take that foul for if you're Farrington, you know. Sure, it sends McKinley to the free throw line, but you want to lengthen this game as much as possible. Best you can do is hope that she either misses both or just makes one, and then you can get more points at the other end. So at the free throw line is Hosino. 
Her shot off the backboard, no good. So Farrington still down by 11. And we're going to get a full timeout called by McKinley. We'll keep it here as we near the end of this ball game. Stay tuned. After this one, we're going to have our Yayu player of the game that will announce, and that player will win a pair of Yayu sunglasses. Everybody wants them. Somebody will get a pair tonight. And then stay tuned after that because after a little break, we're going to be back here live with the battle of undefeateds. It's Kahuku taking on Campbell for the OIA D1 crown right here on HSRN. Should be a lot of fun, Michael. This game has been a lot of fun. Maybe lacking a bit of offense, but definitely not lacking action. Yeah, definitely. And we got fans over there, fans across from us, fans to our right, fans to our left. It is a packed house tonight. And that's why we're black, because I knew it would be humid and be a very hot night. I wish we can get one of those big fans that Monalua has with the almost like a mobile AC unit, but maybe for another day we can get that. We have a little fan in between us that we're trying to share. <laughs> As we're a few seconds away from live action, the team's not coming out of their timeout yet. Farrington finally makes it onto the court. We'll see if McKinley follows suit. And one more free throw coming up here for Hosino. So if she can drain it, it would be a 12-point lead, but as it stands, it's an 11-point advantage, 40-29. McKinley ahead of Farrington. Osino dribbling a few times, puts up her second free throw. That one no good, rebounded by Kabato Machado. Looking for a teammate, sprinting up ahead. Right between the circles now, down low in the post. It goes to Chafin, her shot is good. Two more points for Farrington. 40-31, McKinley still leading. Farrington, oh, that should have been a travel. Wasn't called. Pham passes it up to Velasco. Velasco looking for Pham. Pham gets it back. One minute to go. Farrington down by nine. Pham trapped in the corner. Down low goes to Riviero. She fakes a shot. Back out to Pham. Takes a three. It is no good off the front iron. Rebounded by Farrington. Garcia has it. Will she pass it to Felipe? She does. Layup is good. Seven-point lead now. Farrington trailing McKinley. Tigers getting it in. Hosino has it. Will the press work for Farrington? 37 seconds and winding. Hosino looks for help. Esmus has it. And then a wise timeout taken by McKinley there. 26 seconds on the shot clock. Farrington down now by only seven. Correct me, um, Kyle, you know where the rules but the rules better than me. If there's a made shot in the under two-minute situation, does the clock stop in high school? That's a great question. I was wondering that myself. I know in college it does because essentially what you can do, Michael, is take your – if the clock is going to continue to run, if you're McKinley, you should really take five seconds off the clock there, get it in, and then kick it over the timeline because even if you turn it over – by wasting those five seconds, you'd almost trade that being up by at what was 13 points, now only seven. But I think with McKinley kind of tightening up and not having Waltall after she fouled out, it's making it much more difficult to get the ball across the timeline. Yeah, and the reason why I asked that is because when Felipe made that shot to cut it down to 40 to 33, there was 46 and some change up there. Now we're looking at 31 and 31.5 and you know, for Farrington, do you foul immediately? Do you go for the steal? I think at this point you have to foul because if the clock doesn't stop, 
you need to preserve as much time as possible. Yeah, I'd agree. Maybe give them two or three seconds, try to get that steal, and then get the quick foul, knowing that the pressure is on McKinley to make those free throws. So it'll be sideline out of bounds, halfway up the backcourt. Pham bringing it in. They'll look to break the press here. Pham finds Riviero. She passes it back to Pham. Crossing the timeline, Pham will be fouled. So like we predicted, a quick foul committed by Farrington. 27.5 seconds left to go in this ballgame. And with a seven-point lead, McKinley is going to be under pressure here to make these free throws because, as you mentioned earlier, Michael, with the clock stopped here, as the first free throw is up and no good by Pham, it plays into Farrington's advantage because the time isn't ticking. If they can get another miss here, quick rebound, pass it up ahead, try to get two or three more points. Second Pham free throws up, and that one is good. Back to an eight-point lead for McKinley. Farrington has it. 25 seconds to go. Garcia over to CeCe. CeCe fakes the three. All the way over to Kabata Machado. She takes the three. It's up. No good off the back iron. And out of bounds to McKinley. 15 seconds left to go. McKinley can feel it. They're a possession or two away from victory here. They just need to break the press. Osino has it. She tight ropes the sideline. Is it going to be an out of bounds? Wow. So a turnover giving the ball back to Farrington. Kabato Machado will bring it in for the Govs. Let's see if they can get a quick shot out of it. Garcia taking her time for some reason now, dribbling into the paint. Her runner's no good. McKinley has it. Will they dribble it out? They will. Velasco has it, but she's going to be fouled with 2.5 seconds. And this should be ball game for McKinley, up by eight. Not much time for Farrington to come back. And what a game. Farrington gave it all they had. They were down by 16, battled down, battled back to down just seven. And here we are from McKinley about to put the finishing touches on their D2 championship. Yeah, McKinley, they won this game in that first half with that 16-0 run to take full control of this game. Credit Grace Pham for hitting three threes in that first half for extending the lead. But I want to give a shout-out to Kylie Riverio, who is my favorite for the Yeah You Player of the Game. She has a double-double now with at least 10 or 12 points and at least almost 15 rebounds, if not more. So she definitely neutralized the size advantage that Franklin had coming into this game. And stay tuned because after the game we will award the IU player of the game. You definitely have to stick around for that as the first free throw by Velasco is no good. 41-33 still the lead for McKinley. Second free throw by Velasco. She dribbles the ball a few times, now puts it up. And that one is no good. Rebound to Farrington. The clock has expired and the Tigers are roaring. They have picked up the D2 championship here in 2024. They jump around in excitement at their bench area, screaming to their fans and props to the Tigers. They earn their stripes tonight, picking up a much-deserved D2 title. And when we come back, we'll wrap it up and give you that Yeah You Player of the Game. McKinley dominating Farrington tonight, finishing up a 41-33 victory and claiming the title. You're listening to OIA Girls Basketball exclusively on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 
Yayu sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Ya, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Ya, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. You're listening to OIA Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Back here live at Pearl City High School and the McKinley Tigers are celebrating their OIA Girls Division II Basketball Championship. They had a dominant 41-33 win over Farrington. And Michael, I say dominant, even though the score finished only eight points apart, by holding Farrington to just four of 44 from the field in through the first three quarters, McKinley was able to really establish a large margin up by as many as 16 points and kind of held on as Farrington came back toward the end there. But definitely a great all-around effort. The only thing that stopped McKinley was their foul trouble. As, as Walthall fouled out, the offense kind of shriveled up a bit for McKinley. But props to Grace Pham and Kylie Riviero with 12 and 10 points apiece. And also props to Hunter Garcia leading away for Farrington with 12 points. And Kabato Machado, 10 rebounds to go along with 6 points. So they gave it their all, but in the end, it was McKinley's game tonight. Yeah, just a solid overall job. You know, they only used 6 players, but everybody in that rotation contributed. You know, Fam and Reverell, they got double digits. But Watha also got 8 points. Hosino got 7 points and made some big baskets. In fact, she made the first made basket of the game with her three-pointer that gave McKinley the 6-5 lead that I don't think they ever relinquished at that point. Yeah, and a great job by McKinley. We mentioned her name already, but our Yeah You player of the game is going to go to Kylie Reviero. And before we tell you about her, Michael, we want to remind you that Yeah You H&L is the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories. You can check them out on Instagram at Yeah You H&L. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U. HNL. Yayu, let's get it. And tell us about our Yayu player of the game, Michael. Yeah, she really came to play to neutralize the size advantage that Farrington had early on. Farrington, they was getting second chance, sometimes third chance opportunities in the lane, but she was able to get seven of her 12 rebounds in that first quarter as they led 9-5. to five. But in overall, she puts up 10 points and 12 rebounds. A double-double performance in the championship game. Great job by Kali Reverio for really giving a presence down low and you know she was even getting double team and triple team at some points during that first half and that led to easy wide open shots by Grace Pham who dominated from the outside. And speaking of that our social media manager and extraordinaire stat runner tonight is presenting the Yayu sunglasses as we speak to our player of the game and just a reminder you can check out Yayu Hawaii at Yayu HNL that's Y-E-A-H the letter U HNL Yayu let's get it. McKinley got it tonight, the victory over Farrington. That's going to wrap us up for now, but stay tuned. We'll be back in about 25 minutes or so, and we'll bring you the big one. It's undefeated Kahuku versus undefeated Campbell for the D1 championship right here from Pearl City High School. We'll be back, like I said, in about 25 minutes, so stay tuned to HSRN. For Michael Oscaro and our crew, I'm Kyle Galdera. See you in just a bit. Aloha. 
You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of OIA Athletics and the featured game of the week on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. And DSE Hawaii, providing customer value. Tonight's game was made possible also in part thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Kyle Galdera, play-by-play color commentators and photographers Kuule Ogbayani and Michael Lasquero, and in-studio technical engineer Chaz Antai. Visit hawaiisportsradio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.